issues. Brother Cornell. Yeah, I'm not using this one. I just need a little something. Oh. Whew. Let me get a little closer. All right. How y'all doing? Good? Good? Amen. Well, I really feel like what the Lord's kind of put on my heart really goes along with everything that's been spoken and even a lot of the things that were kind of shared in, uh, in prayer earlier. And I just want to briefly, um, I just want to briefly talk about eternal perspective. All right. So let's let's just pray real quick. All right. <sighs> Father, I thank you. <laughs> I thank you that you're good and that you're for us. <laughs> I thank you that nothing can separate us from your love. I thank you that we're seated at your right hand. That that that, that we have been purchased by your blood. That that we are your righteousness. I thank you for the relationship that we have with you that you made available, God. When we were lost, when we were dead in our sins, God, you made a way. In fact, before there was even a problem, you are the Lamb of God slain before the foundations of the earth. So we thank you. We just choose to position our hearts and our, and our minds right now, our, our very spirit man and woman, that, that, that we would position it to hear what you're saying, Holy Spirit, we know that you're in this place, that you're in us, so we just, we just choose to listen. <laughs> we just choose to listen. We, we, we set aside bias. We set aside preconceived notions or ideas, and we just say, speak afresh and anew to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, my phone locks quick. I really feel like the Lord is just wanting to take our vision, and just shift it just a little bit. Now, I really feel like this is kind of like a culmination of maybe two <laughs> two sermons that I've already preached here, to be honest with you. But I know so often I find myself looking at what's, what's right here, what's right in front of me. And as I've grown, I've actually become nearsighted. So I, I wear glasses because I'm nearsighted. Um, and some ways, even spiritually, I, I'd find myself just looking at what I can see right here, what's, what's on the horizon or just what's right here. And I, I, f- I feel like just over these past couple years, the Lord has really been showing me how he's made every provision for me to see exactly what he's seeing, that, that there should never be separation between me being so focused and consumed with whatever problems or issues or circumstances or situations that are right here that he he always is because he's made room for it he always wants us to be able to take a step back from whatever we're in to be able to see how it fits into a bigger picture we were we were talking earlier in prayer about chess and that 
that really God has already checkmated the enemy, <laughs> all right? And we're just, we're just kind of, in some ways, walking out this, this uh, we don't want to call it a game, but life, all right? That, that, that if Jesus was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the earth, then before there was ever a problem, he was the solution, <laughs> all right? So, but that applies to every single aspect of our life. And, and even as this church is in a season of transition again, I, I really feel like the Lord is wanting to say, don't get caught up in the details. Don't get caught up in, you know, we got to do this, this, this. Take a step back. See how this all fits into what I'm doing. See how it all fits, that, that he doesn't waste time. He's not wasteful. He doesn't waste his breath. He doesn't waste even the words that he's prophesied over this body. I was just thinking, even, even the almost four years that I've been here, that there's been words spoken. But Paul talks about in, uh, I think it's First Timothy, where he's encouraging Timothy. Look, you need to be mindful of these prophecies that were spoken over you so that you can wage war with them. So what it, the, the opposite of that is, is if you're not mindful of them and you don't wage war, then you don't get the benefit of the very thing that God spoke. So the problem isn't the soil. I mean, the problem isn't the seed. The seed always is going to do what it's supposed to do. The question is, is what's the quality of the soil? Has it been tilled? Is there still rocks? Um, it, uh, can the crows just come and steal that seed? So Part of speaking of perspective is I, I really want to encourage all of us, and, and this is really for, for my own life, that there's things that God has spoken over me that I'm having to take a step back and say, okay, Lord, maybe this doesn't look exactly like I thought it would look, all right? So one is just, just trusting him in, in the grander scheme of things and realizing this life is just a breath. This life is just a vapor, but, but he, has, he wants us to be intentional and, and have purpose with everything. But if I'm, if I'm so close and I'm just looking at everything so closely, I don't see it. And there's been so many times where I just didn't see it. And, and he's just saying, just t- trust me and take a step back. I, I want to show you. So we know that we've been purchased with the blood. We, we know that we've been... Uh, born again by God's seed uh, uh, of heaven. We, we know that he's placed his Holy Spirit within us. We, we know that we, we've made right with God, that we're his righteousness. So I asked myself, I said, well, why is it, why is it that we don't see? <laughs> well, if, if the Holy Spirit's been placed in me, why is it sometimes I, I'm, not, I'm not seeing the way I should see? I'm not seeing from the perspective that, that I want to, and, and I felt like the Lord was really sharing with me that you're only going to see what you put focus on seeing. Like, if, if, if I don't purpose that I am going to try and hear, Lord, what are you saying? Lord, 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 where are you calling us? How does this fit into a bigger picture? If I'm just focused with the natural, then I'm not going to see those supernatural things that God wants us to do. So, I want us to turn to, um, well, actually, I want to read this one, and I've, I've read it several times. It's in 1 Corinthians 2, and it's, it's just something that I've been chewing on, and I, I just, I really, I really want all of us to, to kind of um, chew on it together. <laughs> so it's uh, 1 Corinthians, okay, come on, 1 Corinthians 2, 11.
and right before this, it says, you know, that eye has not seen nor has ear heard what, you know, what God has prepared for those that love him. But God has revealed them to us um, by his spirit. And then in 11, it says, for what man knows the things of the spirit of man? What thing knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is from God, who is from God, that we might freely know the things given to us by God. And this, along with just about two other verses, I've really been chewing on a lot because <laughs> it's almost like I used to have this extremely stringent, okay, I got to read this, and oh man, I feel bad because I didn't, you know, maybe read as much as I've, I, I had planned in my daily reading or whatever. And I feel like the Lord's just saying, just slow down, <laughs> just slow down. This is a lot to chew on, so just chew on this. Chew on this. Let, let me take you deeper into this specific thing. So I said, okay, if we all have the Holy Spirit in us, then he wants to reveal to us everything. He wants to reveal to us everything. Everything that he's freely given to us, he wants to reveal to us. He wants to reveal to us. So even what the next step looks like for this body, there's things. Now, he's not going to show us every single, okay, well, you know, every single nitpicky thing. But as a general scheme of thing, he wants to reveal to us those things, those things that are coming. So. As I was just kind of praying earlier, I really felt like the Lord wanted us as a body to realize that that this season here, this, what has it been, a year and a month or a year and two months, something like that, that we've been in this, this location, it has meaning. <laughs> it has purpose. It has meaning. It has purpose. That, you know, even this area is agricultural, obviously, and... We're in a uh, museum of agriculture. But so often I would focus on God. We're a church in a museum, <laughs> you know. And God's like, why? That's, you're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. That I'm planting something in you. I'm, I'm doing something in you. I'm, this process that you're in is me tilling the soil. This is me taking out the rocks. It's me getting that soil, allowing that soil to rest, allowing that soil to rest. If, 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 if there's a place that's rested and it hasn't been utilized for produce or, or growing whatever, it's going to yield more whenever you actually do plant something. So I just felt like the Lord just wanted to encourage all of us. This season that we've been in, it, it is not wasted. In fact, if you would have skipped the season the very thing that you're trying to do, although you saw it, it would not have had the, it wouldn't have had the life in it. It wouldn't have had the life because it needed rest. It needed for him to take those things out. Oh, nope, don't want that. Oh, a little bitterness. Oh, nope, can't, can't, can't be there. Oh, a little, you know, you're disappointed. Nope, can't have that. Let's just take all of this out. Let's take it all out so that when you go into that next season, all right, then now that those seeds that I'm planting, because there's nothing wrong with the seed, <laughs> nothing wrong with the seed. What he speaks, it's going to come forth. It, it has life in and of itself to reproduce according to its kind. So it's the soil, you know. And I, I remember when I was younger, I wasn't concerned with necessarily maybe 
uh, the inside or, or what the quality of something was. It's, it was just more external as a, as a teenager. But now, I mean, I drive a car that, as far as mechanically is concerned, I mean, it drives good. You know, I, I could drive that thing to uh, California and back. The inside of it's nice for a 2002 with over 200,000 miles on it. The outside, she needs a paint job, all right? You know, she ain't winning no beauty contest. But it's what's on the inside that counts. A pretty car that's broke is a car that's useless. And God's concerned about the inside. He's so concerned about what is on the inside of us. And because he realizes this, what's on the inside is what's going to allow, the, it, it, it determines the level of the growth. It determines the, the amount of life that's going to come out of that. So I just, I really wanted to encourage all of us that this season, it has not been wasted at all. In fact, it was very necessary for what God has next. Very necessary for what God has next. Amen. Where am I at? Jesus. Let's look at John 4. Uh, this is, I mean, I, this is one of the chapters I could just live in. Um, it's just, that's just one of my favorite sections of scripture. So John uh, 4, 35 through, I'll read through 38. So Jesus had just ministered to the woman at the well and um, the disciples had just came back. Um, I'll start in 34. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this saying it is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their work or their labors. And I really feel like this is a word of the Lord for us right now, that some of it's we've sowed, some of it we haven't sowed, <laughs> all right? Some of it we've labored, some of it we haven't, but, but it's those who have gone before us. And I do really feel like it, it's a time of culmination that God's saying, look, the fields are white. They're white. They are, they are ripe for harvest. The soil's good. <laughs> I've, I've removed the rocks. I've removed weeds. You know, we've put up a, a scarecrow to keep the crows away. You know, I mean, it's, it's good. And I really believe that, 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 that there's even things that God has prepared where there's been no sowing on this body's part. No sowing. But he's still declaring that you're going to reap. That, that, that I've called you into a season of reaping where you've sowed and where you haven't sowed. And I just believe that even for my own life. I just, I just take that for this next season in my life, that there's things that, that I've sown, but I can't focus on the things that maybe I haven't sown because God can call those things which aren't as though they were, and he can reap where no seed has been sown. <laughs> so I just, I, I really feel like, <laughs> I 
to. I want to see it. I really feel like this. Uh, <laughs> I still gotta say it. Lawrence had a word that that we were kind of coming into this as one love with, and it was. Anybody remember it? Unless a seed or a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it it can't bear fruit. And I've been stirring on that for a while, and I just submit this, <laughs> you know. But I feel that th- this is that season. I, I don't believe it was New Covenant Church Tipton. I really believe that this is that season going forward that unless the grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it won't bear much fruit. Because I really believe that this season, this was just a season of rest. This was a scene of God, a season of God kind of pulling out of the soil those things that don't need to be there so that that soil is now ready for seeds. So I just, I just submit that to you all. Um, <coughs> I want I want us to read um, Hebrews 12. So, you know, in before this in Hebrews 11, he's basically, you know, it's basically kind of like the Faith Hall of Fame. And then it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And I just believe that this next season is a season of running. It is. It's, it's a season of running. There's there's um, ag- when you're resting, you're resting. <laughs> all right. And when that season is done, the purpose of that rest is for movement. The purpose of that rest is to, OK, now we launch forward. Now now we can run because we're not tired. We, we, we're not burdened down, whether it's by sin or just by you know, uh, our soul needs healing, whatever that thing is, uh, that season of rest is for all of that. So I really believe that this this next season is a season of running with endurance b- because now you can endure the, 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 the race that is set before you looking unto Jesus. And this is this is the key. And this is really where I'm going to going to sit for a little while looking unto Jesus. One uh I was looking at another translation that says, fixing our eyes upon Jesus. And I think that's a better way of saying it. I can look at something. I can glance at something. But it says fixing. That's really the being able to run with the endurance. Not only do you need the soil to have rested, but you also need to fix your eyes on Jesus. or you're going to run into a wall. So looking under Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, that joy is us. But that joy is also who we're running the race for, the lost. Joy. So we can run with that same joy. We can run with the joy that he ran with, all right? Um, Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So even in that running, there may be times where, whether it's shame or discouragement or whatever, but we can now run with endurance. We can run with endurance, unhindered, as long as we fix our eyes on Jesus, as long as we keep our eyes fixed on him. Amen? 
Amen. 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 We're seated with him. <laughs> We're seated with him. That's where, that's where we live from. That's where we minister from. That's where we, that's where we prophesy from. That's where we heal people from. Seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ, in his authority, in his righteousness, in his holiness, in his love, in his peace, in his power. Amen. I just want to pray just a little bit, and then I'm going to show a video, and then I jealously want prayer. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Father, Father, Father. Father, I thank you for your words to us, God. We just... We declare that we will wage the good warfare, God, by those things that you have spoken over us. I thank you that your word, it never returns void. It will accomplish everything that you have designed for it to do, God. And we just declare our hearts, God, our hearts are soil for you to till, God. Our hearts are soil for you to remove every, any root of bitterness, any anything, God, that's there, we say remove it. Any doubt, any unbelief, God, we say here's our hearts. Here's our hearts. And, God, I thank you for this season that we've been in here, <laughs> not in a museum, but in a place where, where basically it's, it, it's just a place to remind us that, hey, seed time, harvest time. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's just a museum because it's just this is how it used to be done. All they've found is more efficient ways of, Planting and harvesting. It's the same process. The same process. So, Father, we thank you for that process. We thank you for that process. We thank you that, that you've tilled our soil. <laughs> we thank you that you've, you and your wisdom have, have, have allowed the soil to rest. Where we would have ran off and tried to do it on our own, God, you said, no, just wait. <laughs> just wait upon me. Renew your strength. And then you can mount up like eagles and you can see from that vantage point and you can run you won't be weary you can walk you won't faint so we thank you father we thank you for that in jesus name i bless this body i bless this body your body i thank you that she's whole i thank you that she's healthy i thank you that she prospers even as her soul prospers god I thank you that you multiply her, God, that, that, that you would bring the lost to her, but you would also bring her to the lost. God, I, I just declare signs and wonders, God, would flow through her in Jesus' name, that they would just flow, God. I just thank you for her praise, that it's just a sweet-smelling aroma to you, Jesus. We just thank you. That, that, that she is just growing in her knowledge of who you are, God. And, and from that place, seated at your right hand, God, she will do everything that you have purposed and intended for her to do in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, that's my short, sweet word. <laughs> short, sweet word to you. All right. Well, I'm going to step aside and let Pastor Mike speak to us real quick. And um, amen. I pray you guys are all doing well today and that you've had an amazing service. It's a bittersweet day with Cornell leaving and pursuing what the Lord has for him in this new season of his life. But I also want to let you know that um, as I have walked the last six months with Casey and Langston, along with Bill Sweeney helping us, 
I told you this last August that I would help walk the church through the transition from Pastor Lawrence. And I want to inform you guys all that we're setting in Casey and Langston as the leaders of this church. Casey believing that he has the word of the Lord and it is a step of obedience and that God has given him grace to take over the leadership of One Love City Church. So I have turned all the financial accounts over to these men and I've turned over the 501c3, the officers of the corporation to these men and set them in. And Buford and I, and along with Bill Lawton, have resigned that board. Now, we'll continue to be a resource to these men as they need assistance with anything. But as far as any official oversight, I no longer have that role. And that being said, I'm excited for the future of the church. I'm excited where the Lord's going to lead it. And that Casey has a word to stand on in order to lead this body and pastor it. And as Cornell is transitioning out today... Like I said, it's a bittersweet thing, but it's an exciting thing because the kingdom of God always goes forward. And Cornell is taking a step of obedience to bring one season to an end, and the Lord's going to launch another season where he's going to give Cornell exactly what to do and the direction for his life. And so that being said, as you guys gather around to pray over him, I would like to say a prayer over Cornell. And I want to thank you guys for your support I want to thank you guys for you and your role in helping Cornell go where God wants him to go. So if you would, please join me in prayer, okay? Thank you. Lord Jesus, we just come to you and we thank you for Cornell Jones. We thank you for your fingerprints all over Cornell. We thank you, Lord God, that you have set him apart in his mother's womb with a call to the nations and to serve you in your kingdom, God. I pray, Lord God, that as he takes this step of obedience, Lord, and this season comes to an end, that as you birth this new season, Lord, that you'll continue to guide him, provide for him. Lord, that your anointing will come through him. And Lord God, that you are preparing his feet to ascend the heights and go where you want him to go. Lord, we just bless Cornell Jones, and we thank you for the lives that he's touched, for the way that he has served. And we thank you for all the seeds that he has sown that we know in your kingdom are going to bear fruit. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.